Hello, and welcome to the Pursuit City Church podcast. Our mission is to lead people to know the love of Jesus Christ. Our prayer is that you will feel encouraged as well as challenged through the Word of God. If you need prayer or want to share your story, please send an email to info at PursuitCC.com. Get ready to enjoy this message. God bless. Good to see y'all, Pursuit City Church. Uh, I know tomorrow's Memorial Day, and it's a precious day. And, and like Matt said, we are grateful for so many. But I also found out that, or I knew, today is your pastor's birthday also today. Why don't you give him a big hand clap tell him happy birthday. Yeah. I won't tell you how old he is. You can find out for yourself. But uh, he's uh, definitely, he, he and Cheryl are amazing people in my life. You have amazing pastors. Corpus is blessed to have them here from San Antonio, and I just love them to death. And I want you to know that where I come from, Experience Church San Antonio, we support y'all. We're praying for y'all. Y'all are in our prayers. We love y'all. And uh, you have family in San Antonio, definitely. So thank y'all so much. In fact, our church sends their love. My parents send their love to you and Cheryl, Matt, and uh, they love y'all dearly. So we're just grateful for you all for what's happening here at Pursuit City Church. And uh, real quick, why don't you give your pastors a big hand clap. Let them know you're grateful for them. And let them know how much they're a blessing to you. They're amazing. Yes, I am originally from Chicago. Uh, My friends get mad at me because right before I turned three, we moved to San Antonio, and I've been there the rest of my life. But when people ask me, where are you from, I will say Chicago, Illinois. Um, I guess it just sounds cooler to me. I'm not sure. But, you know, uh, if you've never been to Chicago, awesome city, awesome place. Matt, as much as he walked, he was eating even more, okay? And uh, we had a great time. It was amazing. Uh, I've been there very often. I have family there still. And it's just an awesome place. If you ever have a chance to visit Chicago, I highly encourage it. Um, Don't go looking for trouble because you will find it if you're there. But it's definitely another city that is definitely different from anywhere here in Texas. But I, uh, we planted a church in San Antonio. I think last time I was here, I don't really know if we shared, but just to give you a little background, I did youth pastor for 11 years. That's where I met Matt, and he did have not just an afro, he had like that, like, uh, I don't know how many football fans we have here, like that Troy Polamalu afro going on, like this combination afro rock star hair going on. And uh, yeah, it's amazing. You should look up pictures of him. You should ask him. It was amazing. And uh, he was a hardcore, like, heavy metal rocker worship leader or something like that. And uh, he could headbang with the best of them. I've seen it. And uh, I mean, and I don't mean headbang like at a concert. I mean like in church headbang. And uh, he, he just had him and his group. And uh, the first time I met them officially, I think, was at the church. I spoke to him on the phone at the church. And uh, we were doing um, a prayer worship service. And I asked him, hey, man, can you go three hours? And he was like, yeah, sure, no problem. I was like, man, this dude's legit, awesome. I come to find out like 10 years later, that was the first night him and that group of guys ever led worship anywhere. And they did it for three hours. Uh, they did a good job. I was, I mean, from then on, I knew this man was uh, something special, someone special. And I'm just grateful for his friendship. I knew him before Cheryl knew him. I knew him. I, I think I knew him before Cheryl knew you, right? No, I didn't? Wow. We're, I'm not as special anymore, but that's fine. <laughs> um, thank you for having me. It's just a blessing to be here with y'all. I have something I want to share with you today, and 
you know, I think it might be a little more practical. You might not leave here like thinking, what a revelation. But if you give me your ear for about the next 33 minutes, I want to share with you something that I personally think can really help bring some breakthrough in your life in a certain area that I know for a fact, I will go on the limb and say 100% sure we all deal with what I'm about to speak with today. And um, after today, some of you are probably going to go home and think about a few things, and you'll see what I mean by that in a little bit. And hopefully you're going to take this message and you're going to put it to action. And I just want to pray that you'll understand my heart and know that, because this is kind of where we're going, I do love people. I had to say that with a smile. Um, true story. So I'm originally from Chicago, y'all know, but I grew up in San Antonio. I'm not going to lie to y'all, San Antonio drives me nuts. It really does. Like, just the city itself, like, the lack of, in, it's a, what, I think it's the eighth largest city in the country, ninth or something like that. It's a huge city. There's hardly any infrastructure. The public transportation system's horrible. If anybody from San Antonio is watching and you're on the government body over there, you need some work. You need to get some work done. Um, I'm in Corpus, so I can say that while well, I'm not in San Antonio. Um, just, it just, but for a long time, I think I kind of like would roll that over into the people. And I'm like, oh, these people drive me nuts, you know? And I was a youth pastor, so I love teenagers, but I didn't really love adults. I'm like a lie. I had a hard time sometimes. Cause, and when we, when we decided to plant the church, I remember praying. And I literally said this, Matt. I said, Lord, I know, just I know, you need to help give me a supernatural love for the people of this city. Because I'm not going to lie, I struggle with it sometimes. Because there's certain things that I see that drive me nuts. And thank the Lord. He started giving me this supernatural love for the city. Not, not for the city itself, but for the people of the city. I don't get the Riverwalk, guys. I don't get it. It's green water with horrible Mexican restaurants. I, I, I don't get it. I just don't eat on the Riverwalk. Please, don't save your money. I don't care if they're watching. There's this place called Mi Tierra. Just don't, 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 don't do it. I'll take you to a taqueria that is, like, amazingly good and way cheaper, by the way. But, okay, I'm just getting stuff off my chest. Anyways, what I'm trying to get at is today this message wasn't just something for, for you all. It's something that I have had to apply in my life. And thank the Lord it's, it's benefited me. So, with all that being said, we're going to go to Psalm. And we're going to open up with Psalm 106, verse 1. And it's the first verse, and I just want to kind of lay the foundation, all right? Praise the Lord. Say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Say good. good. His faithful love endures forever. How many are grateful for the faithful love of Jesus? The faithful love of the Lord, right? Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord. One more time for the people in the back. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Now, give thanks unto the Lord. I want to pull you over to 1 Thessalonians 5.12. And we're going to read here in 5.12, and we're going to read a few verses. This first two verses are, I'll tell them like the appetizer to our kind of main text here, but giving thanks to the Lord. So let that kind of say, i got to give thanks to the Lord. Now let's look what Paul says in 1 Thessalonians. Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work and live peacefully with each other. That'll preach on itself. Live peacefully with each other. Now, verse 14, watch this. Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy, encourage those who are timid, 
Take tender care of those who are weak. Be patient with everyone. See that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. Verse 16, always be joyful. Verse 17, never stop praying. Verse 18, verse 25, and be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today. I thank you for your word, Father, for the opportunity to be in Corpus with uh, our dear friends, Father Matt and Cheryl in Pursuit City Church. The connection, Father, you've brought into my life with them, Father, has been nothing but an amazing blessing, Father God. So I thank you now, Lord, that today as I stand here in front of these wonderful people, Father, according to Acts 2.41, your word is received gladly. According to Acts 19.20, your word will prevail. According to Hebrews 4.12, your word is quick and powerful this morning. According to Isaiah 55.11, your word shall not return void. According to Matthew 10.20, even as I stand here, the spirit of my Father will speak through me. Let it use these lips of clay to speak your word with accuracy, according to your will and desire, for we have truly gathered to hear the truth of your word and not the opinion of man. And I pray right now that you continue to help the Chicago Cubs stay in first place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You got to pray for your sports teams, guys. You got to pray for your sports team. We just read, pray about everything. Your Cowboys don't need prayer. They need intercession. That's what they need. Don't throw nothing. Hey, why don't you compliment the person next to you real quick? Tell them something nice. Tell them they look good. Tell them, tell them something nice about themselves. Husbands, take this opportunity to compliment your wife, score some points, you know, and uh, tell them they look good. You know what you're doing right there? You're, you're looking at a person. That's a person. That's a, we are people. And I want to tell you something. Oh, people. I mean, I look over the crowd today, and I'm so grateful for all of you. But let's be honest, we're all people, and we all have issues. And if you're going to tell me today, I don't have an issue, I'm an angel, there's your issue. You're too proud. We all have issues. We all have things we're dealing with. We're people. Anybody ever go to the grocery store and you see 15 items or less, and that one person has 37 items in their basket? It drives me nuts. I don't get it. The sign is lit up. <laughs> I was in the line one time, and the little boy had a candy in there, and he was like looking at it, and the mom yelled at him. He's like, put that away. You ain't taking that. What are you doing? Don't you know better? And the boy, kid, you know, eight-year-old boy, looks at his mom. Mom, well that, well, that sign says 15 items, and you got like 50 in here. And I was like, preach, child. Preach. I was like, I don't get it sometimes. But people, and I love people. Trust me, I have to repeat it, because we do. We love people. I do. But I've learned that people can be challenging. People can be some of the most complex. No, rephrase. People are the most complex part of creation. My pastor said something very profound. He said, every mind is another world. I was like, oh, ain't that the truth? And then he went on even deeper. And as we know, worlds collide every day. And I was like, wow, ain't that the truth? People. Be honest with y'all right now. How many have ever dealt with a hard person in your life? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. And if you haven't, you just haven't lived long enough then. We've all dealt with hard people in our lives, challenging people. Some of you might be sitting next to them. Don't look at them. And yet, oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Give thanks in every circumstance. And I'm starting to realize something more and more. Did you know that people should be part of your thankfulness? Uh, just let me show you the definition of thankful. 
A conscious and appreciative of benefits received. Conscious and appreciative of benefits received. And I've been learning for I've been learning about something here in my life. Don't get me wrong, I pray for people every day. We pray for people. And I hope you're praying for people. The Bible says, pray for those who persecute you. You pray for every person in your life. Good, bad, hard, ugly, purdy, whatever. Pray for them. Pray for all of them. You got to pray for every single person, and we do. And I'm praying for you, and I hope you're praying for me. But this thought came across my mind one day as I was reading this verse, and I realized something. Man, God, and he convicted me of something. And I have a question for everyone here today, and they'll put it on the board. We pray for people, but do we give thanks for people? Do we give thanks for people? No, I'm serious. Like, do, do we really thank God for people? And, and I don't mean the one who bought you dinner last night, and I don't mean the one who did you the big favor. I mean, do you give thanks for every single person you are dealing with in your life? Because we're good, and I know I was, at praying for people. But I had this realization one day, I need to start giving thanks for people. Because there's a difference. I can pray for you, but when I give thanks for you, I'm literally telling God, God, not just I pray for you, I'm saying, God, help them. But when I give thanks for you, I'm saying, God, they've been a blessing to me. Thank you for them. So we pray for people, but do we give thanks for people? I know that's not easy because people are people. They can be hard and difficult. Like one person said one time, the more I learn about people, the more I like my dog. <laughs> Another person said, maybe some people just need a high five in the face with a chair. You know, it's just, you know, people can be tough and difficult. Anybody here in customer service, like customer service industry? Raise your hand if you're in customer service. God bless you. Double portion blessing over you. I... I've learned it's not, I don't know why they call it customer service. It's really people service. And you know you the kind of people you deal with. Anybody ever been a waiter or waitress in their life or a server or whatever you want to call it in your life? I have people at my church that do. The stories they tell me, I am like, wow, you need the Lord while you're serving other people at restaurants and stuff. It is tough. What if I told you? And that verse we just read in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, first of all, Psalm says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Well, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 is actually talking about dealing with people. Um, go, we'll put it back here. 1 Thessalonians 5.14. I got this thing where I like to do, we do it back here at church. We'll read one verse. Sometimes we'll do it like in seven different translations. I won't do that to you. I got two different translations for you. So 1 Thessalonians 5.14. Look at this. Look at this. Just stay with me. Look. This is Paul. Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy, people. Encourage those who are timid, people. Take tender care of those who are weak, people. Be patient with everyone, people. See that no one pays back evil for evil, people. But always try to do good to each other and to all people. Say people. Now, in the Amplified, look at this. We earnestly urge you believers, admonish those who are out of line, the undisciplined, the unruly, the disorderly, people. Encourage the timid who lack spiritual courage, people. Help the spiritually weak who are people. Be very patient with everyone, always controlling your temper. How dare you, Paul? You control your temper. How about that? He says, control your temper because you're dealing with... <laughs> 
people. Controlling your temper. Then verse 15. See that no one repays another with evil for evil, dealing with people, but always seek that which is good for one another and for all people. Now, if that wasn't enough where Paul's like, I'm going to tell you how to handle people and how to deal with people. That's not enough for you. Paul has the audacity to add to this verse. After telling us the kind of people we're dealing with, the kind of people I have to handle, the kind of people I have to work with, the kind of people I have to serve, the kind of people I have to go to church with, the kind of people I have to share the road with, the kind of people I have to go to work with, just every people in my family, every person. Then he, how he's telling you, just do these things. Encourage them. Help them. Be there for them. Like, like deal with them. Be patient with them. Don't lose your temper. Then the audacity of Paul, his very next words, verse 16. And by the way, while you're doing it, always be joyful. Oh, but, and then while you're doing it, never stop praying. And then in verse 18, while you're dealing with people, and here it is, be thankful in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Amen. Saying, always be joyful, never stop praying, and always be thankful. I love Paul, and I'll see him one day when I get to heaven, and, and I just got something to tell him when I get there. You got some nerve, man. <laughs> I think I, f I would be a little drained already having to deal with the people he mentioned here. And that's nothing. I'll show you another verse here in a second about other people he's talking about, too. I'd be a little drained, maybe a little stressed out, maybe a little already upset. And then he has the nerve to say, always be joyful. Never stop praying. Give thanks to God. And I'm like, Paul, I love you, but you're getting on my nerves, man. Because <laughs> it's tough sometimes. And it's hard. But, but, but here's, here's something that I just want you to know. We're real good at thanking God for what we have in life, which we should. Job car, health, all these things. We're real good at it. But here's where we take off. But I, I, I want you to start thinking about this. Before you give thanks for what you have in life, how about we start giving thanks for who is in our life? And, 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 and I'm not talking about just Jesus, because we give thanks for Jesus in my heart every day. I'm talking about giving thanks for every single person in our life. I'm talking about thanking God for the police officer who pulled you over and gave you the ticket even though you didn't do anything wrong. I'm talking about thanking God for the judge who didn't dismiss the ticket even though she was wrong. I'm talking about every person in your life, though your neighbor that drives you nuts. I'm talking about every person, the person who cut you off on the road, every person in your life. Giving God thanks for every single person in your life. Because I've learned I can look at possessions and be very thankful, but my gratitude goes to another level when I can look at every person, even the ones who hurt me, and say, God, thank you for them as well. And it says a lot about a person when they just don't give thanks for what they have, but for every single person who is in their life. I mean, Paul is onto something here. And, and, and then I hear you because some of you are probably like, man, you, know, you don't know the kind of people I'm dealing with in my life sometimes. You don't know the kind of people that I have to deal with in my life sometimes. And I'll be honest with you, I don't think Paul knows either. Because then in 2 Timothy 3, 3, 1, let me show you this in the God's Word translation. 
you must understand this. In the last days, there will be violent periods of time. People will be selfish and love money. They will brag and be arrogant and use abusive language. They will curse their parents, show no gratitude, have no respect for what is holy, and lack normal affection for their families. They will refuse to make peace with anyone. There will be slanderous lack, self, lack of self-control. They will be brutal and have no love for what is good. They will be traitors. They will be reckless and conceited. They will love pleasures rather than God. They will appear to have a godly life, but they will lack. They will not let its power change them. And then verse 5, stay away from such people. I feel like telling Paul, Paul, here's the problem. I sometimes live with those people. I sometimes have to work with those people. I sometimes have to deal with those people on a very, very often kind of basis. Now, I know we can't get the whole theology of it. He's talking about be careful with your relationship and how close you draw to these kind of people. But he's not saying you're never going to be around them. We are going to be around them. And we're going to have to deal with them in difficult times. But here's the thing. And here's where I want to take off. It's funny because I, I've learned in my life at times is that when I'm in situations that seem to be tough, in situations I didn't ask for, in situations I didn't want to be in, in situations God only knows if I had my prayers answered, I wouldn't be dealing with this right now. But I'll tell you this much, I've learned lessons in unexpected situations and undesired situations. I've learned lessons in those times because I've come to learn that God will bring something along in your life, and it's no coincidence what he brings into your life. If you didn't ask for it, if you didn't want it, if you weren't looking for it, don't stop, just, just stop getting mad at God for every situation in your life and start telling God, God, help me learn what you want me to learn in this situation. Because the only thing worse than going through a trial is going through a trial and not learning anything from that trial. Because everything you go through and everything you face, not only will it stir your faith and produce strength in your life, it's going to teach you some lessons along the way that will show you and help you to conquer even the next mountain that's going to come across your path. And you begin to learn these lessons and you begin to understand things. And I'm so grateful to God that I can learn lessons and my obedience will be challenged, but I can walk in that obedience. My love will be challenged, but I can walk in that love. My patience can be challenged, but I can try to walk in that patience. And all you're really doing is what the Father wants you to do. You're walking in His will, walking in His love, walking in obedience, doing your best to stay the course to bring honor and glory to His name. And here's how amazing God is. So those unexpected expected and undesired situations, I promise you, they will produce unforeseen and unmatchable blessing because you made the choice to stay the course and follow the will of God. So next time you're dealing with somebody who's driving you nuts, I want you to start thinking about this. God, Thank you for this person because they're going to teach me some things and little does this person know, they think they're breaking me, but they're actually building me and blessing me. They're actually building me and blessing me. They're driving me nuts, I'm not going to lie. But thank you for them, God, because they're going to teach me some things and show me some things. And I'm going to even see some things in my own life that I need to straighten up and change. And lo and behold, when it's all said and done, you're going to be better for it because God has this way of turning around what was supposed to destroy you for your goods. And how many know if you're not careful, people can really destroy you and break you down? But yet, what if I told you that it really starts with gratefulness and thankfulness in your heart for that person? Um, I have a lot to be grateful for in my life. I'm very grateful. And um, I look at what I have in life, and I'm not this billionaire person one day, but, you know, 
Um, say amen to that, by the way. You want to be, you know, don't look at me crazy. Um, I, I'm, I'm grateful to the Lord because, yeah, you know, I mean, thank you, Lord, for everything I have in my life. I'm very appreciative. I'm very grateful. Um, but there's something that I just kind of want to point out to you. Did you know every possession you have is temporary? Everything you have is temporary. Even your body, that's just rental property. You're going to die one day and that body goes to the ground. Everything we own is temporary. Stay with me. Everything. Your car, your home, this church building, everything is temporary. But people, people are eternal. Look at your neighbor. Look at him real quick. Look at him in the eyes. Make it awkward. That's an eternal being. That's an eternal person. That's somebody who's going to, see, you got awkward already. I hear you laughing already. That's an eternal person. That, that's an eternal person. Just basic Bible 101. The eternal is always more important. I'm sorry. The temporal, the temporary, the temporary will never be more important than the eternal. The temporary will never be more important than the eternal. People are eternal. Little did you realize that the people in your life are more important than the car you drive and the house you own. They're more important than your Xbox, than your PlayStation, than your MacBook. They're more important than your guitar. They're more important. <laughs> they're, they're, they're more important. We'll call them all out. The drummers, they're more important than the drums. They're more important than the bass. You have a great voice. We're going to believe that's eternal, but that's fine, okay? But they're more important. Because it's funny, isn't it? We will give God thanks every day for the temporary and we'll never thank him for the eternal. We'll never thank him for the eternal. We won't give him thanks for that eternal person in our lives who's driving us nuts. We'll never give him thanks for that eternal person who's being challenging. And I've learned that we need to be more, temper more grateful for the eternal than the temporary. Because let's be honest, Things are cool, man. <laughs> who doesn't want a cool guitar? I'm getting back on your side. Don't, who doesn't want, you know what I mean, a nice set of drums? Who doesn't want a cool car? Who doesn't want a beautiful home? That, that, don't, don't get me wrong, man. Things are cool, and they're fun, and, and they're great. And they're, that's not, they're satisfying, you know? You can look at it and say, oh, man, that's, that's mine. You know, that's cool. But... I've learned that what's eternal, what's eternal, oh man, what's eternal, I can't overlook it, because what's temporary will satisfy you, and it'll satisfy you temporarily, but people who are eternal, 
can have an eternal impact in your life. Some of you are saved today because an eternal person reached out to you and said, you need Jesus Christ. Let me help you find him. You're, you're sitting in a church today because eternal people said God gave us a vision to impact the city. So I, I tell you this more things temporarily satisfy you. However, both negative and positive people will help set you up for eternity. Both positive and negative people will help set you up for eternity. Some of you, you need to let go of the anger and the frustration and the hatred and the bitterness and the animosity in your heart to the person who walked out on you, who backstabbed you, who lied about you, who hurt you. You were depending on them. You were looking at them. They, you thought they had, you thought, you thought, oh, I thought you had my back. I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you said that. After everything I've done for you, after every way I helped you, after everything I tried to do for you, I've been here for you and no one else, and now you hurt me. Now you backstab me. Now you do something to me that hurts me beyond belief. And you're wondering, again, how do I get past this? How can I get through this? You don't know, Manuel, what they did to me, and I'm not downplaying it. I'm sure it hurts, and I'm sure it's hurting you right now even as you think about it. Some of you have things that your parents have done to you, that your brothers and sisters have done to you, or what they did not do for you. You have things in your heart that you've hidden, that you haven't even talked about, that you haven't even, let's be honest, maybe even brought before God and said, God, I am still struggling with this thought in my life and deep in my heart, and little do you realize that that person person who is eternal that you think is actually hurting you and breaking you down little do you realize that God says I know that person and I allowed them to be in your life and I allowed them to come into your life and I allowed them to have a special place in your life but God why would you when they would hurt me and they would backstab me and they would do these things to me and is it possible that maybe God is just saying because child I know what's best for you and I know what I want to do in your life and little did you realize that that person who hurt you and backstabbed you and pulled a good one on you and lied about you. Little did you realize that they're going to teach you some lessons that a good person cannot teach you. They're going to show you some things that a good person cannot show you. Little do you realize you're stronger today. You're wiser today. You're better today because of what somebody did to you at one time in your life. Some of you should be dead and broken down because of maybe a person in your life. But here you are lifting up the name of Jesus. Let's be honest. Some of you wives, you only get saved because you had a crazy husband driving you nuts. Some of you husbands, you're only saved because a crazy wife is driving you nuts. Some of you people are here today because somebody did hurt you and backstab you. Is it possible that the person who hurt you is the same person who helped bring you to the knees of Jesus, bring you to the feet of Jesus and got you on your knees? And here we are wanting to complain about them and talk about them. Hey, I get it. I've been there. But how about we start realizing something? I need to stop talking bad about this person. I need to forgive this person. And finally, I need to give God thanks for this person because this person has actually promoted me when they thought they were going to destroy me. And it's amazing to me. How many times we see people and we had this, we, there's this despise within people's heart. And look, I get it. I don't want to downplay your hurt and your pain. I don't want you to think we don't care about what you've gone through in life. But let me tell you something that I've had to learn the hard way at times. If I just hold hate and hurt and animosity in my heart, they're not blocking the blessing in my life. I'm blocking the blessing in my life. I'm the one doing it to myself. Because... 
Eternal people will have an eternal impact in your life. And some of you even right now, this is what I remember, this is like a call to action. Many of you right now already have names and faces of people going through your head. Names and faces of people going through your mind. And you're starting to realize, wow, maybe I do need to start letting go of something and not just letting go of it, actually come before God and maybe even tell that person to their face, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for you. You want to know a, a secret to battling hatred in your life? Hatred towards others? We go through it. We, we, we get tempted with it. Very simple, right? Be thankful for that person. Because I've learned you cannot hate who you are grateful for. You can't hate them. Not as you're really grateful for them. You can't hate them. You can't hate them. You can't. Give thanks for them. Paul... I learned was onto something. Paul. You want to talk about a person who, who went through a lot with people? Paul did. Yeah. Not only did people try to kill him, the same people he tried to teach walked out on him. The same people who tried to lead would talk about him. Ended up in prisons because of falsely, false accusations. Doing all kinds of things. He knew about people. And yet, I want to show you in the first chapter of a, of a few of his epistles, and then we'll get ready to close, what he did regarding people. I submit to you today, Paul was very good at giving thanks for people. Ephesians 1.16, we're just going to roll through them. I have, not stamp, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly. Philippians 1.3, every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Colossians 1.3, we always pray for you and we always give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me say, uh, Romans 1.8, let me say first that I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith in him is being talked about all over the world. 1 Corinthians 1.4, I always thank my God for you and for the gracious gifts he has given you. 2 Timothy 1.3, Timothy, I thank God for you you, the God I serve with a clear conscience just as my ancestors did. First Thessalonians 1, 2, we always thank God for all of you and pray for you constantly. This is Paul. He had this revelation of the power of giving thanks and understanding the necessity of it in his life. He understood how important it was for every single person that he's ever come across and been in contact with, and even those who heard him, I gotta be thanks. I gotta give God thanks for this person. Now, here's the thought, and to me, this is kind of where it kind of just comes together. Go ahead, Gilbert. Y'all good? Come on, man. How many other people in your life that you would say, God, they need a change in their life? Raise their hand if you know people in your life who say, God, they need a change in their life. I think we all do. God, they need a change in their life. They need a change. Look what they're doing to others. Look what they're doing to me. Look what's going on. Oh, gosh. Like, for some of you, those are maybe co-workers. That, God, you need to change them, God. And I, but I realized something.
You know, when you come before God, I think it's, and I'm guilty of this, and I'll use the word lightly, but just, just stay with me, almost a shame to come before God and ask him to change somebody and not give him thanks for that person. I, I would tell you like this. Do not ask God to change a person if you cannot give him thanks for that person. Don't ask God to change somebody if you can't give him thanks for some, that somebody. How dare we, I think, and, I, and this is, this is, I'm not getting on nobody, but hear my heart. Is it possible God's saying, I hear your prayer. I hear your prayer. And you're asking for me to change somebody. But I don't want you to experience the appreciation of their change until you, uh, until you experience the appreciation of the lessons they're teaching you. I want you to appreciate what they're showing you and what you, what you can learn from that person. Yeah, even the one who hurt you. Even the one who just really did that to you and it hurt badly. Is it possible that I've been asking God to change somebody but I haven't been able to give him thanks for that somebody. Parents, you know what that's like, right? Your parent, when your kids ask you and ask you and ask you and ask you and ask you. I remember when I was youth pastor and a parent, this is a parent with a teenager. I, I had to hold my laugh. I didn't want to laugh in front of the parent, but I do all this for my kid and do give him this and give him that and, and I don't even get a thank you out of him. Bro, he's 13. But I get it. I mean, parents get a little frustrated or maybe a little like, where's the appreciation? You just want and ask and want and ask. Let's be careful that when we come before our Father, that it's just not, I need this and I need that and I want this and I need that. God, I need this from that person and I want you to change this and that person and I saw this and that person and this person hurt me like this. God, you need to reach them and change them. Let's be careful about that. Because just maybe, just maybe, the Father's saying, I know, I know everything they did to you. And I hear your prayer. But maybe he, he's saying, I want you to give thanks for them. I want you to thank me for them. Because I've learned when you're really thankful for something, you will be very careful how you treat it. Be thankful for the unsaved soul. Because when it gets saved, you'll appreciate it that much more. Be thankful for the person who you're praying for change in their life. Because name of Jesus, when they change, you'll be even that much more grateful for the change you see in their life. And that battles that judgmental spirit that wants to come in you. That part that says, oh yeah, well, they're saved now, give them two weeks. Nah. I saw them hurt. I saw how they hurt me. I saw how their life was. I'm so grateful for that person. I'm so grateful for them. Maybe one day you can go to that person and tell them, 
I thank God for you when you were hurting me. I thank God for you even now when you bless me. Because why? Here we go. I close with this. Because our thankfulness does not stop. Our thankfulness continues day after day after day. Don't ask God to change a person if you can't give them thanks for that person. So at my church, we tell people, pray about everything. And I really mean that. Pray about everything. Pray about that drum head when it doesn't sound right and you can't get it fixed. Pray about that G-string when it's not sounding right and you're having a hard time getting it tuned. Pray about everything. Pray about that bass when, you know, maybe it's not sounding the way you want it to sound. You know what's going on. Pray about everything. Pray about the air conditioning in your home when it's not working right. Pray about the car that won't start. True story. Had a young girl in our youth ministry. We were talking about prayer. And she was in her car with her sister. She was running late to school. It was one of those push-button start cars. And the car wasn't starting. And she told me, Pastor Manuel, I, I remember, when she called me Mr. Man, Mr. Manuel, I remember when, when the car wasn't starting, I was like, I gotta get to school. I'm late. I'm late. I'm late. I'm late. And she actually said, it wasn't starting. I said, Lord Jesus, please start this car. She says, Mr. Manuel, the next moment my sister hit that button, the car just started up. Pray about everything. Pray about your dog who doesn't want to stop barking. Pray about the neighbor's dog who doesn't want to stop barking. Pray about everything. Pray about it all. Pray about everything. But give God also thanks for everything and everyone in your life. Everyone in your life. Here's what I practice, and it works for me. Go to bed grateful. Wake up peaceful. Go to bed grateful. Wake up peaceful. And one more time. I'm not talking about the cars and the money. I'm not talking about the job and all that. No. I'm talking about the aunt, the uncle, the cousin, the brother, the friend, the co-worker. I'm talking about every person in your life. You give God thanks for that person. And every time you give God thanks for that person, I'm telling you right now, you are making a dent in the kingdom of hell and letting the devil know, you think you're going to use people to destroy me? Little do you realize the same people who are hurting me are the same people who are blessing me, helping me become wiser, better, smarter. The same people that you want me to hate are the same people I'm going to love and give God thanks for every day. I know how to steward money. I know how to be a good caretaker of money and possessions, but God, help me be a good steward of the relationships in my life. Help me steward the people who are against me. Help me steward the people who want to see me fail. Help me steward every person in my life, because little do they realize I'm not just doing it to help and bless them. I'm doing it because it brings honor and glory to my God. And maybe, just maybe we're going to say, in faith it shall be done. That every person who has hurt me is going to know who Jesus Christ is. And if they are already saved, every person who is saved and has hurt me, I'm going to forgive them. We're going to serve together. We're going to reach out to people together. We're going to help one another. We're going to bless one another. We're going to do work for the kingdom of God together. Because the Father is calling his family to be united as one in one so let's make a laugh out of what the kingdom of hell is trying to do and give God thanks for every person in our lives hallelujah to the Lamb of God stand to your feet this evening or this morning lift up your hands this morning
Let's just sing it out one time. Go ahead, Gilbert. Let's just sing it out and give him worship, and I'm going to pray for you. today a call to action some of you got some phone calls to make tonight some of you got some text messages to send later today I'll even go some of you got some homes to go visit some of you need to take a step and say you know what yeah I've been angry I need to be thankful I've been hurt I need to be thankful I say this to you in love it just might be possible that you're still hurt because you have been unable to give thanks. You've been unable to give thanks. And I know it's not easy. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. Some of them, some of you, some of you, it's moms with children. Some of you, it's mom and dad. Some of you, it, it, it's like a grip over your spirit, over your heart. And you hide back the tears and you hide back the anger. But deep down inside, you know. You know. I don't want to deal with this like this anymore. It starts now with giving God thanks and telling Him, thank you, Lord. Thank you for that person. Thank you for every single one of them today and you say yeah I'm going to need some help doing this got some people that I have to admit I don't know if I've ever given thanks for them but I'm ready to see a breakthrough in my life in this area so that I can give God thanks for them and be ready for the breakthrough in their life because I want to see it happen if you're here today you say yeah I need some help in this area Will you lift up a hand for me right now? I just want to pray for you. No shame. We're not going to laugh at you, mock at you. I see hands going up. Go ahead. Yeah. Let's say a prayer this morning. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Keep your hand up if you lifted it up. Lord, pray now that you help every single person. Lord, that you bring freedom in their life. The ability to forgive. The ability to love. The ability to give thanks. Father, I pray now. Enemy, you loosen your hold. Every lie of the enemy is broken. Every lie of the enemy is destroyed. We will not be hindered. We will not be hindered. People are eternal. Father, help me to appreciate the eternal. Because the eternal will always be more important than the temporary. So whether that eternal has hurt me, wounded me, scarred me, left me, talked about me today I say I will give thanks for them and when I come across a person when a person comes into my life and this happens Lord 
I pray now over every person, we will walk with gratitude. We will give you thanks because now we're even better prepared to handle those who hurt me, to handle those who've done wrong to me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Can I pray for you real quick? You have your scarf around you, I think. Is that okay? Can you come up here? Is that all right? I'm not going to embarrass you like that. I was praying. It was like a light hit you. Can you lift up your hands to heaven? Right now in the name of Jesus. Come up here for me if you don't mind. Just, yeah, no, no, you right there. You're turning around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. And I got one more after this, and I'm done. We're good. All right. Keep up your hand to heaven for me. Just close your eyes. Father, I pray now in the name of Jesus. Yeah. I pray now, Father. Lord, for every issue, for every battle, for every fight, Father God. Lord, in the times of her life, even in this season where she has felt weakened, Father God, where she has felt, Father my God, as though, as though, it's as though as if I, I see the day, but it feels like it's nighttime, and I, I see the, the day, and I see the sun, but yet I feel a gloom, and I feel a despair. I see, and I hear of the hope, and I, I believe in it, but there's been a trouble that arises that causes me to question. So today I say now that the Son of God break through now. I say now that that morning be turned into dancing. I say now that every lie now is overcome by the truth. And I speak now by the authority of the name of Jesus that the fear that has tried to overwhelm and take over her, the fear that has tried to arise in her and hold her back, 
the fear that has tried to sustain and keep her and say, you shall not go any further. I call you a liar now in Jesus' name. And I say now the courage of God, the strength of God, and the boldness of God now. Arise within her. And I cast out right now every thought, every lie, and every spirit of fear. I say be gone now in Jesus' name. And I say now by the authority of Jesus Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit, be revealed in her life now. Breakthrough change. And I pray now in Jesus' name that this fear that has tried to hold her and grip her is overcome by the faith arising in her now. And I say now that your faith has made thee whole. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Give the Lord a hand this morning. I, I've seen you here before, like from the beginning of this thing, I think, or sometimes, like from a long time ago, I've seen you before. And um, I see like there's this wall. People talk about a glass ceiling. You've probably heard of that before, glass ceiling. And, and there's like this wall I see over you, but it, it's not a glass ceiling. It, it's a wall that has literally been constructed by the kingdom of hell. It's a wall that, that hell has said, we can't let her go past here we do we're in trouble it's like a wall that's above you sometimes we talk about walls around us this one's above you because the words I hear in my spirit for you are that the Lord has summoned you from go to go from glory to glory to glory but right now I feel like there's a season in your life where you're stuck in the two glory to glory well God I'm stuck in the two there's like this wall that's kind of capped and I think even for yourself you kind of wondered is there more God is there a deeper level here? Is there something more, Father? Is there more? Because there's a desire in your heart for more. But today I just want to pray for you. Because I want to just pray now that just as the walls of Jericho came down that were around them, that the wall that's over you will come down. Because the wall that to hold you and the wall that has tried to prevent you. Because there's a burden in your heart and a love in your heart that burns love in your heart and a burden and a word in your heart that loves to come and wants to be heard and it's not even for your honor and your glory for you know better than that it's all for the kingdom's work it's all for the kingdom's agenda so today we say every wall in her life now break now in Jesus name and the anointing of God now shatter every barrier now even the own thoughts of her mind that at times say I don't know if I can today in faith it shall be said I will do for the kingdom of God for the wall that has been placed over her has been a wall that has been built by fear not even her own fear, Lord. It's been built by the fear of the kingdom of hell. To say, this one here cannot go higher. But today, let it be heard on earth and resounding in heaven. Not only is she going higher, she is going from level to level, from cloud to cloud, and from glory to glory. And today, 
by the power of the Holy Spirit. Release now every gift. Release now every, every, every gift. And I say now in the name of Jesus, child run, child believe, child walk, child grow, and child know that you are not alone. For many who will hear you will know it is the Spirit of God in you. And today, let it be heard and let it be testified that from this day forward, there are going to be new levels and new mountains and that it shall be conquered and to God shall be given all the honor and all the glory. In the name of Jesus, we pray and we say it is done. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen. Give the Lord a big hand today. Hey, can you lift up your hands to heaven for you? Let's worship God with one song. Let's just sing it out with all you got and give him thanks. Give him thanks today for all he's doing in your life. Father, we love you. We thank you. To you be given all the honor and all the glory. Your name be lifted high as we learn to continue to give thanks in every situation of life. We love you, Father. We pray and we lift up your name above high and on high. In Jesus' name we say, let it be done. Let's worship him, church. Give him a hand. Let's worship him. Thank you for joining us this week. Our vision is to plant churches that are life-changing. If you would like to support our ministry, you can easily do so by visiting our website, PursuitCC.com. Also, follow us on all social media outlets by using at PursuitCC. Thank you and God bless.